Welcome to Upvoted No Sleep, where O.P. Ben Wooding finishes the story from yesterday, writing, Oh my god, those were the only words going through my head. We are treating this as a serial murder investigation. Given how small our village is, we have been permitted to prevent anybody from entering or leaving. If any exception is needed, please talk to myself or another officer and we will see what we can do. Thank you. As he walked away and back towards the clock tower, an uproar of questions were being yelled at him. They didn't continue for long, as two chimes echoed through the streets. It was 2 p.m. Rumors started, of course. We're only human, and it's human nature to speculate. One person thought it was a psychological experiment. There's no bodies. That's why they won't show them. I can handle seeing a bit of gore. They'd show us if it was real. Many started tracking down the original plans for the clock tower in hopes of finding a secret entrance. How else would those final three bodies have snuck past the ongoing investigation? Some would whisper of ghosts, a spirit come to haunt our town, to taunt us, showing us what would happen to us if we don't do its bidding. They were quickly laughed off, but perhaps only out of denial. Everyone had noticed the pattern, of course, as I'm sure you have too. The chimes? They started as five, then four, then three, then two. Were they counting down? It was the second day of this village-wide lockdown, July 6th. I had decided to head down to the clock tower at 12.55, at least as close to it as I could get, but as it turns out, I wasn't the only one with this mindset. The whole village was there. The entire life of our town gathered ironically around the only spot with any recent deaths. Tobias was nowhere to be seen. However, I figured the police were probably talking to him again, trying to get any information that they could. At 12.59, the entire crowd fell silent. We were all waiting for the chime, unsure of what to expect. Our minds all focused on the same thing. The tower, still stuck at 107. The seconds went by, getting us closer and closer to 1 p.m. Have you ever seen a crowd of people physically deflate? Fear and tension leaving the atmosphere as your own mind calms with it? It's fascinating to see, and it's exactly what I saw at 1pm when no chimes were heard. Not a single one. It did not chime once, nor twice, nor thrice. Only a few minutes went by, and people were already leaving the crowd, when Rob stepped out of the tower. He whistled loudly to get everyone's attention. We were all dreading for him to inform us that three more bodies had been found. Instead, we learned that only one had turned up. Somehow, this was so much worse than three, because this one wasn't a stranger. It was Tobias. No more bodies ever showed up after that. A few weeks went by, the lockdown was lifted, and no further evidence was ever found. The clock was eventually repaired albeit now with no clock keeper. Our atmosphere was the final death. 
It had become so bleak. It seemed to be over, but the memories would forever be with us, the fear imprinted in our minds. I was at work one day, staring at the now working clock, when a customer walks in and hands me a wallet. This was on the floor outside. I'm not sure whose it is. I'm in a rush, so I thought I'd hand it in here. I didn't have time to speak before they left. I opened it up, and my heart sank slightly to see Tobias's face staring right back at me in a picture. I almost didn't notice the note tucked into where the money should be. Looking back, I don't know why I didn't consider this private information or immediately hand it to the police. Perhaps I was just too curious. Whatever the reason, I read it. The curse of Witchford has found me, as it found my father fifty years ago. Witchford Clock Tower is more than it seems. Dig deep enough, and you'll find rumors of it being an ancient gateway between universes. It is not. Witchford Clock Tower is the opposite. It's the cork in a bottle. It's the lock of a door. Witchford itself is the gateway, and the clock tower keeps ticking by, keeping the will of reality flowing as normal. Should the ticking stop, reality itself won't fall too far behind. It should be maintained and kept working. The clockkeeper is the locksmith of our world. All universes have their own. Ours happens to be at the heart of our village. I do not know what entity controls the towers across universes, but I do know that they require a sacrifice every fifty years. I missed my cue. On July 1st, I was supposed to die, along with every clockkeeper in every universe. But I was stupid. I didn't believe what my father had told me. Once the bodies from alternate realities started showing up, I knew I had messed up. These clock keepers had sacrificed themselves, and I was being shown my selfish ways. They were bleeding into our reality as a sign for me to follow them. The countdown, a sign of the end. As I write this, I am getting ready to jump. The clock needs its keeper. The keeper is the one who holds the sacrificial curse. I'm sorry to do this to you, but whoever is reading this, you are the new keeper. You have fifty years left ahead of you. If anything should happen to you before then, make sure you have someone new appointed. If the curse has no single bearer, I fear the entire village may be its bearer. To the new clockkeeper, good luck. I'm ashamed to admit this. I left town the next day. And that was an upvoted No Sleep Story by O.P. Ben Wooding. Sweet dreams. <laughs>